Welcome, welcome to the Chopway Show. So happy to have you here this evening. Um, I know some of you are wondering, what's this Dylan Burns thing about? Some of you may or may not have seen um, the discussion that we had with a very uh, savvy young gentleman uh, regarding foreign policy and such last week. I've done a bunch of these. Um, I did a discussion with Vosh. I did a discussion, too, with Destiny and one here with Dylan Burns. I'm very happy to do them. I'm very – they all three were very gracious. They were very good with me, lots of time, loved it, very happy we did it. Um, and we do it again, happy to do it. Uh, they were very gracious, all three. Dylan was very gracious, nice and positive and, 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 and open. Most of his commenters were also, but some weren't. <laughs> some weren't very nice. But I'm not surprised. That's kind of what I expected. I get it completely. So I wanted to kind of cover some of those. And my hope is if any of the commenters are actually watching or will watch later, either either one, obviously this is live, feel free to jump on board and have a conversation with me. I'm actually open to having you on the show. I don't mind at all. If you do want to join, no worries. Just message the Sharpway Facebook or Twitter page and we'll get you on. You can literally come talk to me about whatever issue or concern you actually had with me uh, during that show. And as always, guys, please like, comment, and share. Let people know that we're doing this. It's interesting, and I think it's kind of fun to watch a lot of that, that um, the back and forth, understanding what many of them were thinking. So I, I want to grab, if I could, uh, a couple of the comments. And um, I guess the thing that I, I think about here, and you guys probably can't see this much at all. It's all right. I'm going to be reading mo- it mostly. Just... The first thing um, the person mentions, one of the people mentions, is in both Vosh and Destiny, Larry Sharp debates, he goes extensively into history and foreign policy and areas where they are both lacking. I'm thankful that Dylan did this. That was very nice because what he was saying is that Dylan was able to actually discuss some details of history, which I know for some people can be boring. But then Augustine... Um, says the World War II and Japanese Empire versus Destiny was painful. Both didn't know S about the topic, and this dude got allowed to say objectively wrong things. To Mr. Augustine, sorry, you are utterly incorrect. Utterly incorrect. Uh, the things I mentioned, I actually said again during this debate, the same things, and you know who didn't fight me on those historical pieces? Dylan Burns, because he knew I was right. Destiny didn't know. And that's fine. I didn't expect him to know that. It's not like I wouldn't have said these things more than once and been wrong. What's funny, and this is an interesting piece that I find many times in debating people or talking with people, specifically on the left, is an is a, an arrogance and an ignorance that sometimes they just don't understand, particularly some of the younger ones. I don't know how old Augustine is. I assume he's relatively young is my assumption. I could be wrong. But the idea to think that well, this guy doesn't know anything about World War II. He doesn't know anything about Japan. I heard that too. He doesn't know anything about Japan. This guy should stop talking about Japan. I lived in Japan for five years. My degree is in anthropology with a, with, with a, with, um, with a specialty in Asian studies. So, yeah, I, I do have a background for it, and I have studied it. So, yeah, I actually do know, and everything I said was absolutely true. I would ask you, Augustine, please tell me, please print, if you would, the the untrue thing that I said. There is none. The problem is a lot of people don't want to understand 
that America spent a lot of time doing things that made Japan unhappy. I am not validating their attack on Pearl Harbor. I'm not. I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that we did that made Japan unhappy. And most people want to believe that Pearl Harbor was just a random thing out of nowhere, evil Japanese people being evil. And it's simply not true. There were many things that led up to that. So he doesn't kind of understand that. And now I get the other thing I always get here, which is someone, this is uh, someone called Rotherick. He says, uh, when has the U.S. going in ever worked? That was my comment. I said something like that. I don't know if I said those words, but something pretty sim- uh, similar. So when has the U.S. going into another country worked? And I was, in this case, supposed to be talking about post-World War II. That's what I was talking about in this case. But maybe he didn't believe it or whatever. But then, of course, he says, Austrian here, thank you for going in. U.S. also, thank you for the Marshall Plan. Yes. For anybody who thinks if, if America comes in and gives you a bunch of money, who wouldn't like that? Of course. Here's a bunch of money. Yeah. Not bad. And Austria, relatively wasn't devastated physically by the war relative to the other nations of that area, right? I mean, they were, but nowhere near as bad as Germany and Poland. I mean, these places were devastated by the war physically. There were many other, there was lots of damage that Austria went with, but it wasn't the physical bombing and such. So yeah, absolutely. So Holocrat says blowback, expensive blowback. Yes, blowback happened in 1941 and still happens today. And thank you. That's my entire point. So many of the people who think America has to be the policeman of the world, they don't understand that when you do that, you get blowback. And the people who pay are almost always America's poor. They're the ones who often, not always obviously, who often go into combat. They're the ones who come back and don't have the support structure required. They're the ones who pay the the price. It isn't the wealthy or the elites. They're not paying the price. The wealthy and elite stopped going to war in Vietnam. Actually, about Korea, they stopped going to war, right? It's rare that you find a wealthy and elite going to war. Here or there, but it's very rare. You just don't see them doing it anymore. They send the poor to go do that now. That's what happens constantly. I mean, that was happening before too, but there was a time in America where it was assumed when you have many kids, you would always send one off to war. That was a thing we did, but no, not at all. Brian says, Japan had a far better claim to Hawaii than the US. Wow. Well, Wow, yeah, well, we did we did just take Hawaii. That's true, we did. From the, were they, was it British at one point? Or something like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, absolutely. So that's the one thing I wanted to bring up. That's a constant problem, right? That type of thing where... So Scott Weber says he's now doing a, a, a back and forth. I'll show you this one. This one, you may, you may enjoy this one. This was a cute one. I got to give him this. It was a cute one. He says, uh, it says, Dylan, is there any situation when intervention is okay with you? And I respond... If the people in the country ask us to do it. So I was like, listen, at least they should ask us. At least we should just go in. And then Dylan says, the people of Myanmar asked us to sanction the military. That's okay, right? And I said, no. And here's a reason why. And he's teasing me on this. He's like, well, you know, this is bad. But here's the reason why I say it. Because it doesn't work. And my argument there, my argument now is still the same. So the people say we should sanction Myanmar's military. Okay, we decide we're going to do that. Great, so we're not going to send them guns, whatever. What are we going to send them, food or nothing? Which one? 
we can send them nothing if we want to, in which case now the, the rebels will have a harder time trying to, to rebel, to, to take their country back. Um, the, 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 is it Rohingya? I believe is how you pronounce it. The Rohingya, the, the Muslims there, they will have no chance of, of having any success from us, at least. Their, their times will be harder. And the military will simply take whatever we do give them and trade it for weapons from China or Russia. So what happens when we do this? The poor suffer. So we feel righteous and go, see, we are so righteous. We are supporting those people. And meanwhile, the poor people still suffer. They still suffer. It isn't helpful. It just makes it just makes more markets for other people and not for us. But it doesn't help. It doesn't solve the problem. And that's my entire issue. So guilty is charged, Scott. It, it's not it doesn't work. I wish it would work. I think the, the biggest one and, and, and this other guy, his name is Ultra Super Bob, says, I feel like the whole debate was Dylan saying, let's do it like this. And libertarian being like, in reality, it works like this. Yes, that's true. And Dylan being like, but what if we did it this way? I said that when Libertarian asking if it was done that way, fine, but I won't support anyway. Guilty again. If I actually believe that the people who were in charge of our nation were people like Dylan, who I think Dylan has nothing but the best of intentions. I really believe that. I mean, I can see it in his voice. I mean, see it, see it in his eyes, hear it in his voice. Nothing but good intentions. If I actually believe that, that he actually, that those are the people who are running our government, I'd be more open to it. I would. I'd be more open to when people ask us, and to put, you know, I'd be more open to it, but that's not what happens. So, yeah, I've got great intentions, but I, I don't know when they've actually worked. And the argument given is often Korea. Well, see, Korea, South, South Korea, see, aren't the South Koreans happy? They are. But we left 25, 30 North Koreans in abject poverty. I would think they would think they might rather have a United Korea. So now we're picking winners and losers, I guess. I, I guess that's okay, is it? The answer, knowing that it's probably going to fail, is we probably should walk away. And people took that as selfish. I took that as I don't want my sons and daughters, in my case daughters, to leave their arms and legs in some other street corner on, on some in some country that eventually we're going to walk away and it's going to collapse and be worse anyway. In every case, there's been a worse scenario. Now, I know the, the piece they bring up constantly, and he brought it up, and, and his, his point was, well, how about the Rojava in, uh, in uh, the, the Kurds, basically the Kurds in Syria? You know, that was successful. To his point, it currently kind of is, right? But it's kind of, and it's current. Afghanistan was successful, too, for about, I guess, 15, 20 years, and we're about to leave. And what's going to happen in Afghanistan? It's going to fall right back into its old ways that it was anyway. That's what it is. Iraq is falling back into its old ways. And when we eventually, when a Syrian war ends, whenever that actually happens, whenever, you know, my assumption is, and look, to be forward, I don't want to push this issue because I don't know yet. It is possible I'm wrong here. And if any of the Dylan supporters are watching, please Dylan know I am, I could be wrong and I will happily admit to being wrong. I'll come back on a show. I'll tell them that I was wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm hoping that 10 years from now, there's an actual Kurdistan that's recognized by everybody and it worked. I hope I'm wrong. That would be amazing. Here's what I think is going to happen. Eventually, Assad will retake over all of Syria. He will crush whatever Kurds are in his country. Eventually, whoever will take over Iraq, they will give Kurdistan some 
type of official autonomous little bit ish like like a like a Korea not not Korea like a, a Hong Kong China and then eventually just absorb the Kurds again. That's what I think will happen. I could be wrong. Why do I think that? Because that's what's always happened, and because Turkey doesn't want a Kurdistan, Iraq doesn't want a Kurdistan, Syria doesn't want a Kurdistan. And are we going to keep all these people? Are we going to keep a hundred thousand, a fifty thousand, whatever number it takes, soldiers and Marines in there to to go- keep Kurdistan? I don't think so. The problem is we're part of NATO, and when the Turks attack Kurdistan and the Kurds attack back, now the Kurds are attacking a NATO ally. Yeah, that becomes kind of weird, doesn't it? One reason why I don't want to be a part of NATO. But yes, again, even that happens. So look, if it's ten years from now and Kurdistan exists as you know, uh, 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 an independent nation. I will hold me to this. I will come back and say, wow, I was wrong. That was valuable. Take it all back. Got a feeling though, five, 10 years from now, nothing's going to have changed. At the moment, Kurt, the, the, if I'm not mistaken, I could be off on this, but if I, if I get it right now, the area in Syria is called Western Kurdistan. I think that's, that's, um, I'd be recognized by almost nobody, like very few people, very few nations recognize that. But the Kurdistan that's in Iraq, I think like two dozen countries kind of recognize it as a as an autonomous region. They don't even recognize it as a country. There's no embassies in, in, in Kurdistan. There are some consulates because it's an autonomous region. Why? Because they're going to give it back to Iraq. That's the reason. They're going to give Kurdistan back to Iraq. They're going to give Western Kurdistan Back to Syria. That's why we're not putting embassies there. They can give it all back. I know it sounds terrible. Larry, you're being a downer because that's what happens. That's the issue. David says, I still feel it's better not to arm dictatorships. That being said, we should not use food and medicine as weapons. I, I would agree. I don't think we want to arm dictatorships. I, I, I'm with you. So maybe we don't sell them weapons, I guess. Let's sell them food or medicine or whatever. And the point is, if we sell them stuff, the, the best defense, the best way you can knock a dictatorship out is by building a strong middle class. That's the issue. Build a strong middle class, best chance of adjusting and shifting that nation. Best chance. Doesn't mean it will work, but it's the best chance. Because if you start having a middle class, the middle class begins to say, I don't want to put up with my king anymore. And they will begin to have power. They will begin to have money. They'll begin to have influence and change things. But as long as you've got the oligarchs and the poor people, nothing changes. Ask the Russians. They could tell you that. Ask the Russians. They've been basically on a dictator for what, 400 years now? Is my math about right? 500 years maybe? I mean, however many years. They've been basically been under dictator for that amount of time. So they had a short period of time with a little bit of democracy sprinkled in for a short period of time. And then that went away. Why? Not sure enough middle class. That's what I believe. So, yes. Josh says, wish we'd sanction all militaries. Well, I like that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, if we discover life on Mars, the U.S. will be sending missiles and tanks. God, I hope you're wrong. Wow. Uh, national defense should be protecting our country. Otherwise, is the international defense. That's my point. But the problem is there are many people who simply feel that we are selfish when we say this. That's the answer. We're being selfish, right? Oh, but. You know, there, there are, there's genocide throughout the world. There is. But my question is always the same. How are we going to repair that? How are we going to fix that? Everything? He brought up a point, Dylan did. 
during a debate, if you happen to watch it, the link, by the way, is, is in the comments. I mean, I'm sorry, it's in the description. He said, well, Larry, you know, just because I see somebody, you know, on the street who's hungry, you know, am I just going to walk by him and such? You're not going to do it. I'm going to give him a fiver. So he said, he said something like that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I believe he said something like that. And I didn't want to be mean. I didn't want to be nasty. But whenever I hear that, what I actually think, and I, as I look back now, some, part of, some people on my team were upset with my performance. They thought I should have been more aggressive. I didn't want to be because I wanted it to be a discussion. That was important to me. And I'd, I'd rather take an L or not do as well and open up communication. That's important to me tremendously. That, that's the reason why I'm doing the rounds as they tease me, because I want to open up communication. It does matter. So I'd rather not be aggressive. But what I was thinking was the reality. If you see a guy or a gal, but in this case, he's a guy. If you see a guy on a street who's homeless, you give him a fiver. Can I afford to give everybody a fiver? Can any of you watching afford to give everybody a fiver? Of course you can't. Of course you can't. So you're going to give the guy or gal the one thing you can give. But I don't do that. You might go, oh, Larry, because you're mean. No, because I'm trying to make the most impact. Long-term impact. So for those of you who remember me talking about my policies that help uh, the poor and the homeless, instead of me giving a fiver, I support institutions that I think do a good job of handling the homeless, and I focus where I'm strongest, which happens to be veterans. Well, Larry, you don't care about other people who aren't veterans? Of course I do, but I can't help everybody. I'm physically one person. So I want to do the best that I can do with the group that I identify best with, which happens to be homeless veterans. That's that's where I connect most. So I spend time on that. We should all spend time on the things that we can do best, on what we can afford, and the time that we can give. Otherwise, we're going to destroy ourselves for others. I don't want our country to be a martyr country. So now we fall apart because we're too busy fighting wars out someplace else. I would argue that's one of the biggest reasons why China is growing. Because China isn't fighting in all these other countries. We are. Right? We are. China's not. China's spending money. China's making big dollars. China's making cash. China's China's our bank. Meanwhile, we're trying to still worry about Afghanistan. Think about this for a second, Afghanistan. Perfect example of this. We've announced the day that we're leaving. We're out by September 11th. Now, I want you to think about this. If you were an Afghani, Taliban, and you wanted to retake the country, why would you attack us now? Seriously. I'm a military guy. If I honestly believe that my enemy is withdrawing to not come back, I would let them go. Why would I attack them? They might come back. I don't want them back. I want to conquer the country. So I would let them go. But maybe I want them to stay. I'm not joking. Maybe I want them to stay. Because while America is in Afghanistan, the Taliban and all the bad guys have a bad guy to point to. It's a recruiting tool. It's a money-raising tool. And the Chinese are happy to throw money under the table right into that war because they want us fighting there forever. They want us to never leave. They know it's called, Afghanistan's called the graveyard of empires for a reason. And the Chinese would like us to be buried right there. They would like our empire to be buried right there. So the Chinese are happy to put money into that. And so the Russians. Why else would the Taliban be attacking us while we're leaving? It makes no sense. They should be like, bye. 
Why? Because somebody wants us there. But we start going, well, now we, we have to go back in because they're fighting us. No, that's what they want us to do. Just use common sense militarily. Why would you? You'd want us to leave and never come back. They want us fighting there forever. It is not good for us. They want that to constantly be happening. And sadly, too many Americans are like, well, we have to because we have to fight them over there or we'll have to fight them over here. Utterly not true. Not even close. Not even close. Dustin says, Eisenhower gave the best speech about the military industrial complex as a warning. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Let me grab a couple more of these comments, if I could. This guy, uh, Zuzon, who's X-U-Z-O-N, says, that guy should stop with the Poland example. You can't discuss Poland transformation in 1989 without acknowledging that for the entire 19th century, Poland was split between Russia, Prussia, Austria-Hungary. The first one objectively, uh, actively trying to uh, eradicate Polish culture and language. Polish example is quite unique and shouldn't be used as an example for the rule. No, you are incorrect. Sorry, you're not. You're not that damn special. Sorry, you're not. You're not damn special. I added Poland into the mix. And my point was, and I stand by this point, the argument that people have for Korea is, well, if you would have let Korea, you know, unite, even if it was as a Soviet, you know, buffer state or as a as a Soviet um, block state, that it'd be worse off. They would hate us. And my point was, what other Soviet bloc state did that happen with? None. Zero. All the Baltic states were Soviet bloc states. None of them hate us. The Poles were Baltic state. They don't hate us. Yes, I don't care about his specific thing. They don't hate us. The Czechs were, they don't hate us. Hungary was, they don't hate us. Bulgaria was, they don't hate us. All of these were Soviet bloc states. Mongolia was, they don't hate us. Vietnam was, we bombed Vietnam. They don't hate us. Laos doesn't hate us. None of these countries hate us. Only North Korea. It's the only one. And it's the only one, the only group we didn't let become their own country again. The only one. So yeah, I'm not making stuff up. I'm looking at every other Soviet bloc country on the planet. None of them, to include special Poland, so special, none of them felt that way. None of them hate us except North Korea. And what, I'm sorry, what other Soviet bloc country, previous Soviet bloc country, has gone after nuclear weapons? I can't think of one. Not one. Iran used to be our ally. Not, they weren't a Soviet bloc country. They were our ally. Iran was because we had put the Shah in. None of them. So the only Soviet bloc country that went for nuclear weapons was North Korea, the only one. So yeah, I, I kind of think that I'm right here. I think, I mean, no one knows for sure clearly. But I think I've got a lot of evidence on my side and they were like, you guys are crazy. So anyway, yes. So then the next thing you were talking about was if somebody wants to leave and go fight for the bad guys, that we should arrest them put them in jail. That was a, a big thing. Dylan is all about that. Most of his people are all about that. They're like, yep, if you want to go, whatever, join Al-Qaeda, ISIS, we should arrest you and put you in jail. That, they believe that. So my response when I was teasing them, I said, so some young 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid who's lost, maybe he's a Muslim who's been bullied, maybe he's a Christian who just feels like his his country or his religion or his community has abandoned him 
and he gets radicalized on the internet. He goes, I'm going to go be an ISIS fighter or whatever he says. And he goes on a plane. Their answer is prison. That's their answer. And what I said is, if he wants to go, let him go. Why would I fight you? Good luck living in a cave. If we're not fighting over there, then guess what? We don't, none of our Americans would die. He's not going to be fighting us if we're not over there. He'll fight in the civil war that is Syria or that is Iraq or Iran or whatever that is. He'll fight in that war in Afghanistan. Good luck, man. I hope you don't die. And I hope you figure out that it's not good living there and you want to come back. That'd be nice. But if you don't, look, you own your own life. Good on you. They think totally fine to imprison that person because they want to go there. And their logic is because those groups are evil groups who do evil things, because you want to join them, you are by default evil. And I don't want I don't want you to go there. You're, you're basically about to commit murder. I'm not joking. You're about to commit murder. So you can't go. I would say you're going to fight in a civil war. That's what I would say. And do you then arrest everyone who fights in the civil war? I guess you could, but that's a whole lot of people you're arresting. And then who decides which person's the wrong person? Is the meaner person of the bunch? You could say that, right? The, the people who are worse to minorities are the, are the bad people. Okay, maybe you could do that, I guess. But then is that a is that an international court? I don't know how you do this. The other answer is walk away. And then they'll fight their war in the way they want to fight it. I hope they don't want to fight it. But if they're going to fight, they're going to fight it. The other example that people brought up was Kosovo. They're still fighting in Kosovo. They're still fighting in Kosovo. It hasn't ended. Not even every European country even acknowledges Kosovo. Still part of Serbia to some people. That's not over either. Every time we get involved in civil wars, what we do is we lengthen the civil war. That's what we do. We fought a civil war. No one got involved in our civil war. We, and we fought it. We had to. Let them fight their civil wars. Not every country has to have a civil war. Some countries do. We became a country through violence or revolution. Canada didn't. They like signed a piece of paper or something. Good. Both are the right answer. Each country becomes its own country the way it needs to become a country. And I'm okay with that. Yes, I care about America. I know it sounds with some of you libertarians who don't care about borders. Maybe get mad at me. I got it. But I do. I care about borders. I can't help but I was a Marine. It's who I am. Not going away from that. I do care about borders. I do. Some of you are mad at me now. But anyway, the point is I do. So the idea that, you know, we should be arresting people. You own your life. You own your body. If you want to go fight in somebody's civil war, if you ask my opinion, I will tell you don't do it. It's stupid. Don't do it. You want to go? Go. That's all I have to say. So, but June Noob, he started getting mad at me. And he he says, of course, they always say that. He says, Larry, Larry Sharp says, why are West murderers? There's still murderers in the world. That's not what I said. I said, don't arrest people for thought crimes, right? Thought crimes. Maybe he's a murderer. Maybe he's not. And maybe he's fighting in a civil war which is not murder, which is not murder, right? So no, that's not murder, that's killing. Fighting civil war is killing, but that's not murder. So I, res- I responded with, when did I say this? You made that up. Should we, arrest, should we arrest people that you think will someday become murderers? Then I quoted him saying, we should arrest everyone that I think might be bad. Him, probably. 
So, of course, he, he comes back and he goes back and forth with his ideas about how wrong, blah, blah, blah. And my point always is the same. You don't want to fight a war that you can't win. A war on terror is unwinnable. So don't fight it. Well, Larry, we just let people be murderers. No, if you murder someone, that's a crime. I got it. But you could also do the hard part, which is change the environment. The thing that I brought up and that no one seemed to want to get is the reason why people are going over there, and almost all of them, almost all of them are young men. There's some exceptions. Vast majority, young men. Why are young men going over there to fight who are Americans or French or British? Because they have no purpose here. That's the reason. So create more purpose here. And Dylan took that as, well, better economy. I didn't say better economy. I said purpose. I said an environment where people have hope, an environment where kids, then they can grow up and do something. That's what I want. You do that for more kids. Less of them go over there. It's just how it works. They're struggling, striving for some purpose. Why else does some kid who grows up here decide to want to fight in a cave? Purpose. That's the reason why. Let me grab some of your, your comments here. Let's see. Uh, Grace says, China is brilliant at the proxy war. Yes. You are so right, Grace. Yes. We, however, think we can bring our Jeffersonian democracy to any Middle East, Eastern country that we want to invade. I don't even know if we care to do that. I don't know why. We just We just want to have control of stuff. And we want to feel like we're controlling stuff. And the problem is who, who gets the veterans are the ones who pay the price for it. Right? Exactly. My point was, why don't we spend more time helping ourselves out here in America instead? Yeah. My response to that guy was, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see do this. My na- my na- oh, he says that um, my analogy was in reference to the fact that you said, despite the fact we, we combat terrorism, there are still terrorists which is a nonsensical point. He says that my point of of fighting terrorism is a nonsensical point. And I said, it's a valid point. Punishment doesn't end the problem. We haven't figured this out yet. Rehabilitation does. And I bring up a war on drugs. We have a failed war on drugs and terror. That's proof. We've been fighting drugs for the years. Still drugs. We've been punishing drug dealers. Still drug dealers. It's growing. It's growing. It's getting less. It's getting more. More. And then he, of course, then says, no, what? how do you do it without arresting them? It's impossible. And my point is change the environment. And my example is, again, the war on drugs. Prohibition, 1920s, 1930s, horrible violence, cops getting killed, people dying in the streets, terrible, terrible. We end prohibition. Violence drops. Why? Did we keep arresting everybody? No. There was simply no need to have violence anymore. So we people aren't violent? Here's the reality of how this works. And we should understand it's happening in our country right now. Right now it's happening in our country. In the United States right now, there's a percentage of people who are going to be bad no matter what we do. There's a, I don't know what that number is, right? Maybe they're all sociopaths with 1%, 2% of the population, whatever that number is, right? They're going to be bad. Okay, got it. They're going to be bad. When the environment turns, the bad person goes, ooh, Now I have an opportunity to do the bad things that I want. I can be selfish and mean and hurt people and use violence to get what I want. And there are certain people who are going to do that. Now, when the environment's good, they either do less of it or they hide it or they're on their own. That's why the crime rate goes down. But once the environment changes, they go, ah, I got it. Let me go. I can do bigger, badder things. I need help. I'm not joking. They begin to ask the average apathetic person, will you help me? 
if that person has purpose, if they're happy, they go, no. No, Jonathan, I'm not robbing a bank with you. What are you, crazy? I got stuff to do, man. I got purpose in my life. I'm not going to rob a bank with you. What are you, nuts? Get out of here. But when I'm lost and I have no purpose and I'm locked behind my, my walls or I can't get a job or I feel like my family doesn't love me or I have no purpose. When Jonathan says, you want to rob that bank? I go, yeah. All right, man, let's do it. And now he's got me. But once I start getting purpose, once Jonathan can't pay me the money so I can be big man anymore, I go back to what I was doing, literally. And that actually happened after prohibition. People just went back to jobs and stuff. They did that. And the bad people were still bad, but all the people they draw in, those are the people who go back to work. Those people go back to their families. That's what happens. That's the way it works. It's a whole lot harder to change the environment. A lot easier to lock them up. Locking them up is easy. And that's what we constantly do. So, yes. Um, Jonathan says, uh, Larry, you should, if you haven't already, do a show on independent secession movements in America and how that would work out. It's an interesting one to do. I like that. He also says, we put the Shah in um, and his brutal Savak and wound up with the Iranian Revolution. Yep, absolutely. 100%. I mean, that's 100%. We, 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 we started this whole trouble in the first place. Grace says, Dylan is like the worst of neocons systems combined. I don't even dislike him, and he is smart, but man, is he misguided. Um, I think Dylan wants to be righteous, as many people do. And I think he feels it's the right answer. Like he said, like, I would go fight in, he says, I would go fight in Taiwan. I don't know if he would, to be forward. I sh- I'm sure he wants to, but I don't know how trained he is and what his background is. Going off to war is scary. I don't know. Maybe he would. But I think he wants to be right side of the way. I do. Robert's messing with me. My borders. I know. I know, Robert. People get mad at me. I know. A lot of you guys get mad. Tyler Lang mad. No borders, no taxes. I know. I knew libertarians would get mad at me. But it's true. It's who I am. Sorry, guys. It's just who I am. I, I'm, I'm not an open borders libertarian. So let the attacks begin. I got it. Yes. Uh, David says, North Korea is their own country. Most other communists actually developed. Pol Pot's Cambodia and Kim's North Korea want to live in the Stone Age. Um, well, Cambodia is better. Is it, is it, did it change its name? Or oh, back and forth. I forgot. I went to Kampuchea and then back to Cambodia, something like that. Yeah, back and forth. Yes, absolutely. Grace says, uh, we need borders. Being a U.S. citizen has to mean something. A country needs borders. Otherwise, it's not even a nation. So, um, Kaylin says, wasn't there German troops in the U.S. Civil War? No, they were German-speaking troops, but they were Americans. Um, there were actually several units in the Union side. I don't know if the... I don't think the South had German-speaking units. I'm sure the South had German immigrants in it, I assume, but most German immigrants in that time came to the north, the areas in the north, heavily in the Midwest, and there were actually um, many uh, German-speaking units. We actually had one German, one general only who spoke German. Ah, I've actually forgotten what was the name of the the Union general. But there was a Union general that 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 spoke German, and many of the German troops would go him because his entire group was all they all spoke German. So he spoke English, obviously, and German. But yes, the German troops in the Civil War, U.S. Civil War, were Americans. They were they were German immigrants. So, yes, good. The U.S. wants bases all around the world. Eh, I think some of that's true. Yes, tell us if we still love you. Like, thank you. I appreciate that. I do absolutely. Yes. See, I'm but I'm human. I'm not, I'm not the perfect libertarian. I, I apologize. So I want to grab a couple more of these if I could. Right, just to so what we're talking about here. Um. There were a couple people who were very good. Farah says, I like Larry, despite disagreeing with his politics, 
seems like a good dude who engages in good faith. That is very valuable. But not everybody was that way. Some people were very negative. And the people who are negative, I would ask those people if they're listening, or for you to think about this. You. When someone does what I did, which was voluntarily walk into his lines then, I walked in knowing that his people would beat me up. I was very much aware of it. Knowing that there are many things he would, he would disagree with me on. Did it with Destiny and Vosh. Vosh's people were, many of, most of them were good. Some were not so good. Destiny's people, a lot of them were really mean to me. But it's fine. I knew that. If I'm coming in and I'm clearly not trying to own, I wasn't trying to, I was trying to own Vosh or own Destiny or own Dylan. I, I made no attempt to own them. Not that I could have, but I made no attempt even to even try. I try to make it a discussion to be civil and have a conversation, even when it was heated here or there. Why would you, if you care about your side, if you care about your side, why would you get mad at me? Why wouldn't you instead say, wait a minute, this Larry Sharp guy, do some homework on him. Oh, wait a minute, that guy might actually have some impact in policy. That guy's older and is running for office. That guy gets pressed once in a while. Maybe he could be a good ally for us. And luckily, Bosch and Destiny and Dylan all figured that out. They're like, we don't want to make Larry angry. We could, but let's not be mean to him. We'll tell him he's wrong, but we're not going to be mean to him because he could be a val. He could be an ally, and he changed his mind. So he might actually help us one day. And that's true. That's why I came across. That's why I came across to do this. Most libertarians don't do this. And I came back three times. So I came back for more punishment, right? Open with no notes, just talking. Savvy people would go, let's keep talking to this guy. But some people weren't that way. They were mean and nasty. And they use words like foolish or stupid or naive. Why would I, a 50-something guy, go on a show what, so 20-somethings can call me naive if I didn't care? I'm just saying, if I didn't care, of course I care. I, I almost laugh when they go, he's naive. I'm like, you're like 19, dude. You you don't really get to say that, but you do. I didn't get mad at you, but man, I heard it so much. But imagine if it wasn't me. What if it was someone else? And then all of a sudden, they, they're not coming back. You're losing an ally by, by doing that, but they do it. Ah, Grace, thank you so much. Yes, Franz Siegel. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, Major General Franz Siegel uh, was a union, union general who spoke German. Thank you. That's correct. Um, that's what they were like. Uh, uh, ich mit Siegel was uh, the saying they would say. Or oh, I fight with Siegel. I remember that. Yes, I'm with Siegel. Yes, that's right. Thank you. I do appreciate that. You guys are paying attention. Irish soldiers on the Confederate side and the Union. Irish was on, were on both sides, Jonathan. They were on both sides. But yes, Confederate side, but also Union side. But the advantage is, even though the Irish dialect is a different dialect of English, still the, the average Irish immigrant could still understand American English. And the average American officer could understand the average you know, Irish dialect. So that there wasn't a, a major, there wasn't a major um, uh, language barrier for the Irish soldiers who fought in the Civil War. There was one, though, for the Germans, right? I mean, that's a, that the language is too different. That There was a, a problem with that, yes. So... Uh, Tyler says, uh, Larry, I'd like to, I'd love to see you on Tim cast. Love it. Go ahead. Do it. Yes. A uh, grace says, Larry, you're not old. You're my age. Stop it. That's too. We are Gen Xers. I love that. Absolutely. 
we, they, we are Gen Xers. I appreciate that. Yes. So let me go down that road if I could. Some people got upset, right? Um, he says, one guy's very nice. He goes, Larry Sharp, agree to disagree with his uh, prescriptions. He, he's very down, down, very down the line, doctrinaire, libertarian. True. I am very libertarian. I wear it on my sleeve. Absolutely. He says, he's extremely nice to listen to good faith. He believes what he says and it's out to improve the world. And given the modern left and right, he isn't a bad bet, really. I like Larry Dillon. Talk to him more on topics. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin, for being that way. I get it. You disagree with me. We can still talk. We're looking for the same thing. That's amazing. Right? We are. Absolutely. Um, And then, of course, uh, T.R. Slock says he's a very kind, polite, earnest idiot. So I'm an idiot now. Um, That's not something to admire in someone who wants to be a leader of a state, my personal feeling. And then um, another guy says he's a nice guy. And everyone in office, he makes a better mail. He'll make a better mailman. So I responded, I'd be a terrible mailman. And in TR, I said, I think being kind, polite, and earnest are very valuable. Would you rather I be cruel, uncouth, lying genius? So, yeah. So then he was very nice. He then went through and he said, I, I, um, uh, that uh, I'm so terrible. And he says, here's how dumb I am. Let's not embargo Japan. They won't bomb us. Then he says, we shouldn't have any treaties or alliances. Then he says, if we just let Korea be unified, they'd love us by now. He says, fix myself. Then I cover all three. Let's not embargo Japan. They won't bomb us. There was literally a thing called the McCollum menu, uh, memo that literally explained how America went down. Look at if you care, McCollum memo explained how America purposely tried to goad Japan into bombing us. I'm not joking to enter the war. That's a real thing. The McCullough memo. Not just that. Many historians. I mentioned them in the thing here. It's uh, Arthur Crowman, Robert Higgs, Harry Barnes. All these are historians. All said I'm correct. But this guy is the smart guy he knows. That's what we actually did. You can just go to Wikipedia and look at events leading to the attack on Pearl Harbor. Wikipedia. It lists the things America did to go Japan into war. So, yeah, let's not embargo Japan. They won't bomb us. Is real. He doesn't know any better, but he comes back more than once because he's arrogant and he thinks he knows everything. His hubris is outstanding and he's demonstrably wrong. We shouldn't have any treaties or alliances. Yeah, George Washington told us that. That's why the Senate is supposed to authorize all treaties, not just signing off on SOFA agreements that we have now. Yeah, that's the point. Yes. If we just let Korea be united, love us by now. Every other former Soviet bloc country does. Why is this crazy? But he's so, oh, I got to show you I'm right. Mr. Stock, you are demonstrably wrong. Obviously wrong. Historians think so. Wikipedia, whatever you like. Do you trust historians? Do you trust Wikipedia? Do you trust the McCullum memo? Whatever you trust. Please, if you could, find me one. Other than North Korea, find me one former Soviet bloc country that doesn't trade with us openly. I'm Cuba, but we that's us. We did that, right? We did that. If we didn't do it to Cuba, Cuba would still trade with us. That's true. There is one. I, I, I'm wrong. I, I apologize. I should change my question. Find me one that we didn't purposely embargo. How about that? That, that wouldn't openly trade with us. All of them do. So I just figured that was an interesting one to talk about. Let me grab some more comments if I could. Um, you guys are definitely talking. Thank you, by the way, Grace, for the seagull. I remember that. Yes, absolutely. 
So Tim says, Destiny was okay. He also grew on me as a member of your audience. So I'll hazard the grass. You grew on his audience as well. I think so. I mean, Tim, you know me, brother. I am trying my best to do what most libertarians do very poorly. And I said that up front. And that's another thing. I literally said up front. I told them, I said, libertarians tend to not talk well to the left. It's not our skill set. We fail often as a group. Individually, some of us are very good at it, individually. But as a group, as libertarians, we're not good at talking to the left. We're not. We're going to talk to other libertarians that we're good at, but not the left. So I'm doing these outreaches because I want to talk to the left. Because it is my personal view, and I'm sure they think the opposite, that many of these, particularly the youngsters, when they see that their idea, ideas, their ideology is not going to get them what they want, I think that we have an opportunity to bring them to us. I really do. I'm sure they're thinking the same thing. When Larry figures out his stuff's not going to work, he'll come to us. I And maybe they're right. Maybe I'll figure out 10 years from now I'm totally wrong. I guess, It could happen, I guess. Um, then maybe I'll all of a sudden become a lefty. I guess it could happen. I don't know. But anyway, I want to talk anyway. I don't want to fight them. I say all the time, I don't want to fight the left. I don't want to fight the right. I want to draw them all into me to the best of my ability. So I hope his audience grew on, on me. Um, and I, I preach that. And Tim, if you like him, you should still watch him. He's a very savvy individual. So it's always good. So thank you for that. All right. So I can go here. Uh, let's see. Jonathan says, let's talk about the benevolent assimilation of the Philippine American war and the post Philippines American soldiers of the time referred to Filipinos as the N word with the hard R. Is that true? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I've been to Philippines. I, I was in the Philippines many times. And I'm thinking, hmm, I guess maybe some of the some of the southern islands. The Philippines has like 7,000 islands or something like that. It's got a lot of, I think it's 7,000, 7,200, maybe 7,200 islands. And the southern part of, of the Philippines, uh, the island of, island of uh, is it Mindanao? I think Mindanao. I think that's the name of the island. That, that area, uh, the, the Filipinos there tend to be physically darker. And they also tend to be uh, Muslim in that area. I think it's Mindanao. Yes. Was it Cebu? Ah, I forgot. I need to check my, 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 my Philippine history. I've forgotten my Philippine geography. But yes, yeah, something like that. Yes. So I, I appreciate that. I need to start looking at that. It's interesting. Yes. So I appreciate that. Lee says, is anyone good at talking to the left? We struggle, Lee. We do. I'm trying to be better and better at that. I really am. I'm trying to be better at that. So, yes. Uh, Wally says, yes, on the end, we're in the Philippines. There we go. That's two people. I got to finish. I got to do some homework. All right. You guys, you guys gave me homework yesterday. I haven't even done. I got more home. I got more homework. Oh, my God. You give me tons of homework. I love it. Adam, wow, Larry, can't you let me have my morning coffee in peace? I can't please all these comments. Comments are coming from people who are supposed to be enlightened. Yep. Cultured, free thinking, equal opportunity, folks. Yep. I actually like Destiny as opposed to Dylan. He's going to be more open-minded. Um, I like them all. I wanted them all to have conversation with me. I'm, I'm hoping, my hope, Adam, to be forward with you, is that some of the people who were listening finally went to, um, you know what? These libertarians aren't that bad. There's some good ones. Many of them hate libertarians. They just hear the word, they think we're terrible. So if they can just do that, I'm, I'm pretty good. If I can just make that happen. That's what I'm looking at. So yes. So John says, nobody's really good at having polite conversation with the left. They are like boomers stuck in their ways. And they think there is their way or no way. They hate dialogue. There is some truth to that, John. And I know you left these watching and be mad that I say it, but I got to tell you, I have seen it happen so many times 
when I deal with the right, the right actually comes directly at me, right? They say, well, what about this? Well, what about that? And blah, 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 blah. They come right at me. And I at least can have a conversation, right? The left is super dismissive. Just this guy. They won't even talk. So I, ha- I have trouble communicating with them. They, they don't want to talk to me. They Oh, no, they're very dismissive. It's one of the reasons why you see a lot of people, when they, when they leave the mainstream, you see many of them go right. Why? It's because when you make a mistake to many of the mainstream left guys and gals, they don't forgive you and they hammer you like there's no tomorrow. When the right's like, oh, are you prepared to say you hate socialism? Yep, you're in. They take you. The right takes you in. You're one of us. Come on. Hate the socialists. Come on in. The right, and, and that this, this dynamic has changed throughout our history. But right now, the right is far more open to taking people as long as you hate the right person. That's all it takes. The right doesn't care what you do. Just hate the left. And you're good. They'll take you right in. The left, you have to hate the right. But you also have to do all these things. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't want to do all the things. Well, then you're out. And that's a problem. So I think, so I think it is tough. It, there, is some, there is some truth to that. There is some. Yes. Uh, Sean says, do you plan on having Justin Amash on? Whenever he wants to be on. I'm not sure he wants to be on. Whenever he wants to be on, he's happy to come on anytime he likes. John says, yes, 7,000. It is men now. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, Muslim men now. I'm, again, guys, I apologize. I'm not always right. I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, all of my uh, my history, so I apologize sometimes. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Seven thousand, and it is Mindanao. Thank you. Mindanao is the is the is the Muslim region. Yes. Um, you lived in the Philippines, so did I. I lived in uh, I lived in a place called Bulacan, which is south of Manila. And I also lived in Angeles City outside the Air Force Base that used to be there before Mount Pinatubo exploded in, was it 89, 90? I forgot when it exploded. Was it 90? Whenever Mount, Mount Pinatubo exploded. That's, uh, I was there right before it exploded. So, yeah, I do appreciate that. So, let me grab a couple more if I can. Yeah. Um, I will never understand people who can't grasp the extremely basic concept of harm reduction. Where's the harm reduction? I, I don't understand what he's saying. So we should go in to reduce harm? Well, what about the harm to our soldiers, to our Marines, to our sailors and airmen? How about that harm? Does that not count? And the problem is, yeah, in their minds, it doesn't count. It doesn't. They don't see those. They don't see our military personnel as people. And I don't mean to be mean, but I see it constantly. Well, we should just go in there. Who's the we? Right? Who's the we? The we is, is my kids, your kids, and in some case, you guys. But I bet they're not going. They're not going. They got video games to play. They're not going. So, yeah. So then Josh says, uh, libertarian, look, there's a problem with the government, so the government shouldn't exist. I never said that once. And he goes, anyone else, look at the problem with the government. Let's fix it. Now, that's the problem. None of them said that. My biggest issue with everything that Dylan said wasn't that he was wrong. That wasn't my issue. My issue was many times he said, well, we should just do it this way. Yeah, but the system sucks. And even if you plan to do it well, it doesn't work. And I guess the only way I'll know is if you actually, you know, if, if, 
if Kurdistan exists in 10 years, then I'm wrong. That's, I guess, what we can do. Or five years, maybe even. Five or 10 years. If Kurdistan's an actually recognized country with embassies in it, then I'm wrong. It worked. I'm wrong. I got a feeling, no. The Western Kurdistan is not going to exist. It's going to be in Syria. And uh, and Kurdistan that's in Iraq is going to be a autonomous area like Hong Kong. It's not going to be a country. It's not going to exist. I don't think it will. And I think eventually just absorb it right up. Because that's what always happens. It's happening in Afghanistan 20 years. Failure upon failure upon failure. And so many dead and wounded civilians. It doesn't work ever. It just doesn't work. So, yeah, I didn't say that. So, yeah. So then this guy says, same person. I've got a flat tire. Can you help me change the wheel? Libertarian, you must burn your car now. It's incapable of working. Destroy it. Do you think this would make somebody else not want to come back? Yeah, they wouldn't. I will still come back because I'm not worried by this. I knew what I was getting myself into. I've been around a block once or twice. I don't get insulted by this. So I responded with what they all do, which is me. U.S. intervention since World War II has been an obvious net negative and a colossal waste of lives and resources. Then I put you. Let's do a whole lot more of that and validate it by saying World War II and Nazis a whole lot. And then I put, or we could just stop doing it and focus a whole lot more on our internal broken systems and infrastructure. And they respond, but World War II and Nazis. Because that's always the response. But World War II and Nazis. That was 80 years ago, guys. 80 years ago. Please stop telling me we should in, we should intervene in every country on the planet because World War II and Nazis. It's not World War II. It's not Nazis. It's some countries crushing their own people as it's happening all over. You're going to invade China now for the Uyghurs? You're going to invade Myanmar now? Or you're going to embargo them all? You're going to sanction embargo China now? You're going to sanction embargo Myanmar too? You're going to sanction embargo all the half of the African countries, half of the European countries, half of South American countries that are somehow punishing their their uh, their minorities? Doesn't make any sense. This is just people who are upset, right? And they fight me in a World War II piece. And someone, I remember one of the guys here, Brandon was upset. Brandon was like, Larry, you said you didn't want the United States to be to be fighting, you know, in, in World War II. And I didn't say that. What I said was, there were two separate questions that were posed to me. One was, are you happy that America fought war of the Nazis in World War II? And I was like, yeah, of course. They were Nazis. We're fighting Nazis. It's just what fine. Yes. Then he said something specific. He said, well, what about you? He said, what if Japan bombs Pearl Harbor? Germany does not declare war on us. Would you, you, Larry, declare war on Germany? And I said, me? He said, yeah, like you're in Congress. Oh, so I'm a black man from New York in 1941 in Congress? He said, yeah, would you, if Germany did not declare war on us and we declared war on Japan, would you want to declare war on Germany? And I said, no, why would I? It's 1941. I would be like the only black guy in, in Congress. There was one other guy from Illinois at the time. I didn't remember that when I, when, when I asked. I looked it up later and found out it was one guy from Illinois in Congress, one black guy from Illinois in Congress. I'd be the only black guy in a segregated country, in a segregated military. Military was still segregated then, black and everybody else. Not even black, Hispanic, no, black, everybody else. That's how the military was segregated. That's how the government was segregated. 
black, everybody else. That's how it was segregated. I would have been the only black guy in Congress. Still got Jim Crow laws in the South. Still got all the problems in the North. And I'm going to randomly say, you know what we should do? Go off and fight a war in Europe. Why would I, if I'm, again, my mindset, if I'm in 1941, there's not even Jackie Robinson yet. Like baseball still black, everybody else. Everything is that way. Why in the world would I, as the only black congressman, go, you know what we should do, guys? Go to war with Germany to send my segregated military units over to Germany. Of course I wouldn't have. And I was just being honest. And so what did they say? Oh, you don't think we should be fighting Nazis? Not what I said. You might go, Larry, you, you, yeah, I'm going to show you. Because I, because people brought this up. So I'm going to show you exactly what was said. So there's no question in your mind what I actually said if people say this. This is the actual show what I actually said. <laughs> Self was in virtually no danger in World War II physically. Germans weren't going to invade. Japanese America. weren't going to invade. So the American mainland was not in, 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 in any peril itself. However, was it, a, was it a just cause? Of course, you're fighting Nazis. Of course, it's a just cause. So, so yeah, I literally said that. Of course, yes, you're fighting Nazis. Just cause, yes. Oh, am I glad we got into war? Yes, I Would am. Would you have declared war? Yes. Now we yes. have declared war on Germany. Let's let, here, here's, here's a question. Let's say Japan. See, he had two separate questions. The first one was, are you happy? And yeah. The second one was, would you declare war? And then I literally clarified. I clarified and said, am I, a, am I a black man in New York in 1941? I literally clarified that. Like I, I wasn't just, I didn't just go, whatever. I literally clarified that. He said, it's you. Japan doesn't, you know, the, the, he, he literally says Japan, you know, bombs us and, 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 and Germany does not declare war. He was very specific. Japan. Just yep. Pearl Harbor. So obviously, yep. we don't really got an option there. If you don't, if, if FDR didn't declare war on Japan and he just ceded, he would have been voted out next election. 100%. There would have been yes. riots in the streets. And that was in Germany. Just cause we were attacked. And I say it just cause we were attacked. You attack the United States, we can go to war. Fine. Yes, of course. Yes. And that's whether I was the only black congressman or not. Japan attacked us, we go to war. In his scenario, he's making up now. Germany does not attack us or declare war. Only Japan does in what he's saying right now. Germany, let's say it's many people talk about it's a puzzling decision that he just declared war on America. And so there's actually, it's not historically crazy to say there's a scenario where he doesn't. Yeah. Which, there was actually a book, uh, Newt Gingrich wrote it, believe it or not, a book called 1945. It's the name of the book, 1945, where it's an alternate universe where Germany does not declare war on America. And there's a cold war in this fictional book between Germany and America. It's not it's not American and Soviet Union. It's a Cold War Germany and America. You declare war on Germany. And I'm not saying like, well, let's ask Congress. I'm saying you're in Congress. Yes. You are a voting congressman. Yes, he already just said, you're in Congress. You are a voting congressman. I just wanted to be clear that you guys saw that. That was the question that was asked. And in that specific case, that's when I, I said, no, why, why would I? That's when I said no. Just so there's any question in your mind, that's literally what you heard him say it. And then that because it's like, no, why would I? I'm the only black congressman in the United States, 1941. Of course I'm not doing that. Why would I? What would I be thinking? I'm not me now. I'm 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 that person. So yes. So anyway. Um 
John, uh, Joe Oliver says, um, I'm sorry, Void says, kind of the most rational conversation with Libertarian yet. Loved it. That's what I love, guys. If we have people on the left having real conversations, we are winning. That's the one we're winning. Because what I want people to do, and if, if any of the Dylan people are watching, do me a favor. Head on over and take the world's smallest political quiz. The link is right there in my description. Take that quiz. I bet you're more libertarian than you might think you are. Take that quiz. And if you're not one of the Dylan supporters, no worries. Take it anyway. It's important. My sponsors love it. Take the world's smallest political quiz. It's important. Take it. It takes about a minute. And then immediately, once you're done doing that, uh, share it. And of course, always like, comment, and share. And if you want to join me and ask a question specifically about, about this debate, please stay on topic for this specific debate if you don't mind. You can go ahead and message Sharpway or um, Facebook, uh, Sharpway Facebook or Twitter page, and I'll bring you on. We can talk about it. I, if you're a, a Dylan guy, even better. If you're not, it's fine. But anyway, that'd be even better. And of course, guys, if you can help me out, head over to Sharpway, uh, Patreon Sharpway, patreon.com slash Sharpway. Throw me a couple bucks. Help me out. And of course, always subscribe to all of the Sharpway pages, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. It does matter. Last piece I want to bring up before we get back, and that is Spotify Green Room. That is literally the, uh, it's the clubhouse for the regular people. Spotify has Green Room. There's going to be a call-in this Thursday. Yes, I'm going to be running a show at 7 p.m. this Thursday Eastern. Join, download the phone app, uh, Spotify's Green Room. Come on in. We're going to be talking about, do we own anything anymore? Talking about the rental economy and uh, the right to repair and stuff just like that. You want to call in and talk to me about that? You can do that this Thursday, 7 p.m. at Spotify Green Room. Download a phone app and you will see me there. It will be it'll be that. And then eventually also will be a podcast. So I do appreciate all the support that we can get, guys. I really do. All right. Let me keep going if I can. All right. Grace says, I hope to see you and Dylan talk again. I hope so, too. Yes, absolutely. Dustin says, people like Dylan are getting manipulated to think that the U.S. goes in to fight wars today against terror or evil, but it's so nuanced today that it's not black and white. Yes, I, I completely agree. Yes, absolutely. Jonathan says, when I go uh, to North Carolina, I pass by Dylan, South Carolina, where Bernanke grew up, and he worked at South of the Border, a little tourist place in the border. That's actually funny. Yes, I love that. That's very good. So <laughs> that's good. So, all right, let me grab a couple more of theirs if I could. Um, uh, the alternative uh, archivist says Dylan was the right winger pro-American in this debate. <laughs> I think that's true. I think Dylan was a bit more of a neocon. I mean, he's not a neocon, but relative. He was kind of neocon-ish. He was. He was ish. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. Um, only everyone says, I hate how much Larry tried to walk away from the discussion, uh, stopping people from going to ISIS by taking in gen talking in general about how bad intervention is that's not true at all i'm very specific it is you own your own life and i said that if you guys watch the debate i literally said that this is where he and i fundamentally disagree he believes the government has a right to stop you from traveling and to and and to imprison you for life because you want to go fight for an enemy of america i just don't it's your life. If you want to go and live in a cave and hope you can save the world or turn the world, whatever, your religion, good luck. 
I hope you realize you're wrong. And what I brought up was the reality. And again, I was very clear on this too. There are lots of kids, and I, I say kids, I'm sorry, 18, 19, 17 year olds who are lost and decide they're going to go become whatever, Al-Qaeda fighters, ISIS fighters, whatever they're going to go do. They go do that. And when they head over there, before they get there, they realize, what am I thinking? This is a terrible idea. It sounded great, and now I don't want to. But they can't come home now because now they're criminals. That's happened more than once. That's a thing. So they're now stateless. Well, you're stateless. What are you going to do now? You can't come back. Guess you're going to hang out with ISIS. They'll take you in. Otherwise, you literally have no state. You can't, you don't have a passport. You can't do anything. You're not a citizen. You're stateless. That happens. I have an idea. Don't make them criminals until they commit crimes. I know, crazy, right? Don't make them criminals until they commit crimes. And a response I got from that one, which is great. They were talking about, oh, well, so, you know, conspiracy is a crime, Larry. Yeah, and most of the time, a garbage crime. I'm not joking. I know you guys may don't like to hear that, but most of the time, it's a garbage crime. Most of the time, conspiracy is the FBI setting people up with crimes they just made up. They make up the crimes and then decide to sucker people into it and put them in jail to validate them. And I said that. I said, you know what happens when you make a specialized you know, group, a specialized division to get people who are going to go over to fight Al-Qaeda? You create an Al-Qaeda FBI division. Well, what happens when people don't want to go to a fight with Al-Qaeda? The FBI just makes up plots because how do they validate themselves? Larry, your conspiracy. No, do your homework. It's everywhere. You could, a simple Google search will show you that. Remember the, uh, the, uh, the, the Sears Tower bombing? Completely fabricated. Wasn't a thing. The FBI made it up. Happens all the time. So no, I don't want that. That is a terrible idea. You arrest someone when they commit a crime. You create an environment to not you know, to, to, to not encourage crime. That's how you do it. But we just don't seem to think that. John, this says material support for terrorism where a well-intentioned donation can put you in jail. Yes. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes. Let's say I'm worried about, I don't know, Israeli kids and, and Palestinian kids, and I decide to send both of them some money. What if the Palestinian donation is linked to Hamas in some way? I can go to jail. How stupid is that? How stupid is that? I'll go as far, and I know people will be mad when I say it. I'll go as far as I say, if you want to give your money to ISIS or something, it's your money. I think it's a terrible idea. I would hope that our environment and the people around you would show you how dumb that is. However, it's still your money. And ISIS is only an enemy if we're there. If we're not there, then our enemy. Well, Larry, these... These terrorists, no, 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 ISIS isn't training them. They're, ISIS is inspired, I guess, because they're unhappy here. But there, there are more New York City cops than there are ISIS fighters at their height, at the height of the ISIS um, uh, um, uh, caliphate. At their height, there were more New York City cops than ISIS fighters. Why are we scared of ISIS? Why are we scared of ISIS? No, no Air Force, no Navy. They got to travel thousands of miles to come get us. They're not going to invade us. It's possible that one of their inspired guys might bomb something. Could happen, I guess. Maybe. Could happen now. But you know what? We're less than the chance of doing that. Us not being there. Us not being there. So it's just, it's just not a thing. 
So thank you for that, Jonathan. I do appreciate that. You're totally correct. Absolutely. Adam says, uh, oh, wrong one. Adam says, is it just me or are the queer left folk more aggressive against socialist ideas than non-queer Democrats? Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I got to tell you, the, the GSM community of the left, I, I don't think they're any more or less. I don't, I don't feel at least. Not, not from my experience. Not from my experience. So Adam says, I always see them harassing and badgering people who don't agree with them when out of all the persecuted groups out there, they should know better and be more empathetic to indifference. I haven't seen that, Adam. I mean, maybe where you are, maybe that's happening or maybe you see it online. I haven't seen that. That has not been my experience at all. I, I don't I haven't seen the GSM or LGBTQ plus community be much different than most people on the on the further left of the socialist left. Right. I, I haven't seen much of a difference. I think you find people who are who are in some way part of that community that are hardcore left and those who aren't. I, I don't I don't see it. So I don't know. I don't see it. So, all right. So if I can grab this one here. Um, another one. This one. I love this one. Um, I'm glad that is run for New York City. It was New York State. You didn't do your homework, which is true. Um, his naivete and ignorance would probably lead to the death of the people in America. Think about how arrogant the person has to be to say that. The young lady who would say that. Think about how arrogant you have to be to say that. Full of arrogance. This is one of the reasons, if, if those of you on the left, if you're hearing me and you're watching, understand something. The biggest reason why you don't have allies is because of that attitude. That's the biggest reason. The arrogance that everyone who doesn't think the way you think is somehow stupid or ignorant or naive, that you know all, you have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. So I'm 100% sure you don't have all the answers. I'm 100% sure of that. So for someone who's probably 20 to go, that guy's naive. Think about the arrogance in that. He's just going, I think that guy's wrong. That's what a normal human being would say. I think that guy's wrong. And just because someone's younger or older doesn't mean they're right. Or else doesn't mean they're naive. It means they might be wrong. And if you tell me that I'm wrong, and you can see from my conversation, I'll talk with you. And maybe you can convince me that I'm right. And maybe not. Maybe I'll convince you that, that, that you're wrong. Or maybe not. But when you insult, nobody wants to hear you. And for all you guys talking about Nazis, remember that Norwegian priest, was it? Who talked about when they first came for the communists, I said nothing because I wasn't a communist. Then when they came from the, whatever, the union workers, whatever it was, I didn't care because I wasn't a union worker. And then when it came for the Catholics, whatever, when it came for me, there was nobody. Remember that? When it came to Jews, I said nothing. I wasn't Jewish. Then it came for me, right? There was no one to say. Yeah, allies are important. You do this, you lose allies. And for those of you who are listening, I live in New York City, a very left city, in case you haven't figured that out. And the amount of Democrats that I'm seeing in the Democratic Party, huge. And it's because of this. They all say the same thing. Everyone who I see leaving Democratic Party, the whole Blexit, exit, all of that stuff, all of them is the same thing. God, these people are so arrogant. God, they're so nasty and self-righteous. That's the issue. And the funny, if you go back 30, 40 years, that was Republicans. 
Not anymore. Bill Marvin mentioned that. That was Republicans. Not anymore. That's Democrats now. Self-righteous, arrogant, like there's no tomorrow. Everyone's naive. Everybody's ignorant. Everybody's stupid. And you wonder why people are leaving. Yep. So let me grab a couple comments here. Nancy says it. That's why I left. Yep. You are not alone. Absolutely. So um, Ice Coast says that's the biggest problem with the left these days. Yes, it totally is. They they just 100%. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yep. Uh, they think anyone who thinks or believes differently than them is either dumb or evil. Not that it could possibly just be wrong or misinformed. Yes. I could just be wrong. I mean, it sounds crazy. I could just be wrong. Or maybe they're wrong. Or maybe we're both wrong. All of those things are possible. Yes. Absolutely. Dustin says, how many false flag attacks do you think have been used to the U.S. in the wars at the Gulf of Tonkin? Clearly at least one. <laughs> but maybe a whole lot more. Yes. Absolutely. Jonathan says, 5,000 dead Americans, 3,000 plus uh, wounded in Iraq. Was it worth it for a lie? I buried a father last year because of Agent Orange, an unnecessary war. Do me a favor, shut your pie hole. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yes, I am lucky in that I have never buried a family member. Friends, no family. I've been very lucky. I've never buried a, fam- a, a family member over this. And I'm, I'm just very, I'm blessed when it comes to that. But you're right. So 5,000 dead Americans plus suicides, broken problems, you know, broken bodies, broken minds, TBI, right? PTSD, all the issues and concerns. Over what? Kuwait? It seems like, and I've heard many lefties go, well, yeah, Kuwait's a sovereign nation. Then it should defend itself, shouldn't it? Then it should have created allies. You know, allies in the region that would fight for it? It could have done all those things. Or it could wait for America to send 30,000 troops in to do whatever it was doing. So, yeah. Or it could create allies within its own region to defend itself. It could do that. Anyway, we can't help everybody, right? You can't help everybody. Anyway, so, all right. Here, another guy says, does this guy not realize that conspiracy to commit murder, attempted murder, is a crime? Yes. Attempted murder is a crime. But because I decide that I want to go fight in someone else's civil war that I've decided is my civil war, first off, how is that murder? It's not. Unless, unless you believe that every soldier in the world, every, every soldier Marine sailor in the world who kills someone, unless you believe that's automatically murder. In which case, philosophically, I agree with you. Philosophically, I, I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. Philosophically, I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with you, and I don't think the world agrees with you. But I can understand your philosophy if you believe every single soldier is a murderer. I think it's wrong and not true, but at least it is a good philosophy. I don't think you're saying that because he then goes to, you don't actually need to, to complete the war crime in order to be guilty. So because you decide you want to you join ISIS, that means you're a war criminal. By whose thought? Yours? Does that mean he's going to go over there and rape people? Did ISIS rape people? Yeah. And so did the United States Army. And so did the Soviet Army. And so did the German Army. And so did every army throughout time. You know what goes through the roof whenever we go to war? Rape and theft. And that's every nation in every, co- in every country in every war throughout time. 
So if you're telling me, and okay, I disagree, but if you're telling me every single soldier in every single war is guilty of war crimes by default, I then you know I disagree, but that's okay. At least you're you're being consistent. But he's not saying that. What he's saying is those guys that I have deemed are evil are the evil ones. The other people raping are fine. But these people are the bad rapists. The other rapists are fine. That's what he's actually saying. So, yeah, this is invalid. But again, doesn't matter. Totally arrogant. I know better. Larry's dumb. It's fine. So, yes. All right. Um, this guy, the U.S. has enormous abilities in cybersphere. Yeah, that's completely demonstrably not true. I mean, to, to even imagine that is, is naivete is crazy. That's naive. Let me ask any of you this. If America's so powerful in cyber, why are the Russians hacking us all the time and, us, and we do nothing? Why did they basically shut down our, uh, our pipeline in the East Coast for days and we did nothing? Because we're so powerful cyber, we don't want to make the attack. Is that what it is? Because we love the world? No, because we can't. Because we spend a lot of time invading places like Iraq and Afghanistan and fighting in Syria and building more tanks, which we don't need, and building more boats, which we don't need, like boat ships that we don't need, doing all that. We spend our time doing that instead of focusing on cyber. And this guy actually believed it. He's like, U.S. has enormous abilities. No, it does not. That is a blatant lie. When's the last time you heard about a U.S. cyber attack? Yeah, keep thinking. That one in Iraq, I mean, Iran, that wasn't U.S., that was Israeli. That wasn't American, that was Israeli. The one you're thinking about is the Iranian one, that was Israeli, that wasn't U.S. Yet there aren't any. We're embarrassingly behind on cyber. Embarrassing behind. Obama did nothing on cyber. And Trump did nothing on cyber, too. And now Biden's like, oh, maybe we should do some cyber stuff. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, look, better like never. Look, I hum- I hope Uncle Joe does something on this. I, I want to give him credit for something. I hope he does. He's talking a good game. Let's hope he actually does something. I would love for Uncle Joe to actually impress me and to have a, uh, an awesome cyber attack. Let's let's hope he does it. I'm, I'll am i be able to say some good things about him. I hope so. That'd be amazing. So, yes. So, all right. Um, let's see if I can go through this. Let's see here. Um, he then says, the sanctions on Iran helped to negotiate the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah, but if, if you didn't have sanctions on Iran, They might not want nuclear weapons in the first place. That's the point. We shouldn't be sanctioning Iran in the first place. Right? When you begin to to sanction people, they get scared and turn inward. And I talked about that. They talked about an interview that uh, de Klerk gave in South Africa. He talked about this. He said the sanctions weren't helpful, they made things worse. This is de Klerk from South Africa. So, yeah. So, um, let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, well, this guy Wooden says, Dylan, quit consulting and start questioning. Utilize his own strategy against you, his own strategy against him. How do you know that's what would happen? How do you know what would be better? Why would a country want to trade with us when we refuse aid? I literally answer that question because all of them do to include the one. I bring up Vietnam all the time because the, over 2 million Vietnamese died because of us, over 2 million. and we put more bombs in Vietnam than we put on Germany and Japan combined during World War II. And they trade with us. That's my evidence. That's how I know. So Xerxes says, it'd be really interesting to see a debate between Sam Cedar and Larry Sharp. 
Sam Cedar doesn't want to talk to me. Sam Cedar's smart. Sam Cedar doesn't want to talk to me. He he knows it's it's not going to be his normal guy that he deals with. He knows that. Um, so he didn't talk to me. We've reached out more than once to Sam Cedar. He does not want to talk to me. He never does. He always ignores me every time. But he'll hang out with these guys because they're all young, and he'll go after the young guys. He'll go after Crowder. He'll go after him. But he won't come after me. He, he won't do it. It's, I wish he would. Sam Cedar, if you're listening, someone knows Sam Cedar, please tweet him. I'm happy to talk to him. Happy to. These guys come. The, the, wonder, you might ask, Larry, why do you waste your time with these youngsters? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, some people have told me this. Why? You, why? Because most of them will actually talk to me. That's why. Guys like Sam Cedar won't. But these guys will. And I will take any entry into this because I'm serious about helping our country and our nation. And most of these young people care about politics. And if they at least hear me, even if they hate me, at least they'll hear me like, well, maybe if this guy talks again, then maybe we'll talk to him or something. I have a chance at getting in. That's why I'm doing it, right? That's what I'm doing it. Yes. Uh, Ice Coast says, very funny, especially considering what happened between Cedar and Crowder. Yeah, of course. Crowder's scared of Cedar. I'm not scared of him. That's the problem, right? If if Sam wants people who are scared of him, I'm I'm not scared of him. I'd love to have a conversation with him. I'd love to. I wish he'd come on board. Be amazing. Absolutely. And you, thank you. That's why I mentioned it, Tyler. These folks attacking you are like children, utopian society types. Have you ever argued with a child? I have children. And no, I don't argue with them. Why bother? Yes. Um, I, I don't. I talk to my children to get them to see the light whenever possible. I don't bother arguing. It doesn't work. Um, and that is my point, right? Many of them have hubris and they're young and they think they know everything. It, it's it's common. Yes. So 100%. All right. Tim says, was it the Russian government or Russian criminals? If it was Russian criminals, it's important that they are Russian. Um, wait a minute. Russian government or Russian criminals? Is there a difference, Tim? Russia is basically a thugocracy. So is it really any different? Are you telling me that even if Putin personally doesn't know, and it's possible that Putin doesn't personally know, someone in his intelligence agency, I am sure, knows what happened, right? Even if Putin personally doesn't know, that is possible. But somebody in his intelligence agency knows exactly what happened. I mean, you think... You can make a cyber attack out of Russia and Putin's people don't know. I mean, maybe, but I think that's really pushing it. You know what I'm saying? That's pushing it. So uh, Tyler says, USA uses any excuse to invade countries on, on behalf of corporations and private interests. That was my other point. He used the phrase that drives me crazy. American interests. It's not my interest. It's not mine. Is it yours? Tyler, are you all of a sudden getting something because we invaded Iraq? I don't know. Tim, you getting some cash I don't know about? You didn't tell me about you getting from Afghanistan or something? Is it my interest? It's not my interest. I don't want to see my Marine brothers and sisters go over there and lose their arms and legs or come back broken and want to kill themselves. That's not my my interest would be interest would be they don't want to kill themselves. That would be my interest. So yeah, I, I don't know where that's going. Yeah. Nancy says, we spin the wheel of who we will hate, friending in deals, we're nothing about. Yes, oh my God. Syria is a disaster. Iraq is a disaster. We wind up helping people who we're also fighting, giving guns to people we're fighting against, back and forth. It's You are exactly correct. Absolutely correct. Yes, 100%. Uh, Tim says, thugocracy is pretty epic. I shall tax him and distribute. Please, my friend, you've been blue-pilled. <laughs> so please do that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. 
Um, see, a guy who fell out of his chair and split his head open from leaning to the left too much. That's actually funny. Yes. Um, Lee says, if you ask me, the CIA hired the hackers. Really? Got to get them gas price up so we can put electric cars. So you're saying... That's conspiracy, but this is based on something I could see at least. I don't know. That's a, let me let me think about that one, Lee. Let me think about that one. Christine says my brother is an Iraq and Afghanistan vet, and he'll never be the same. For what? Thank you, you youngsters who are following guys like Dylan and Destiny, thinking that invading countries is the way. Right? Thinking that. Realize what Christine's saying. What I'm saying what Jonathan's saying. These are bodies and brains that are being broken because you're mad, because you want to feel righteous, because you want to say you did something, because you want to be Jesus-like. And that's okay. I like Jesus. I think we should be more, I agree. But I don't think Jesus would go into jihad. But if you think he would, I'm happy with you accepting your form of what you think Jesus would do. And what I would do is absolutely say, go. I'll, I'll I'll help create a pipeline. And I mentioned that during the debate. That was a thing. In World War I, lots of Americans were like, I want to fight in that war. And they went and joined the British Army or the Canadian Army. They did it. In fact, there was a there was a movie. Legends of the Fall was a movie that had um Brad Pitt in it, Anthony Hopkins in it. I think it's from the late 90s. I think that's correct. <clears throat> and it's about literally that. Uh Guys from like North Dakota, Montana, some some northern uh, state, I forgot what it was. They crossed the border into Canada and joined the army and go fight the Germans in World War One because they wanted to. Go on with your bad self. If you're that, if you're that concerned about Syria, I have no problem with that. Go off and fight. Go off and do it. I I don't have a problem with it at all. Whatever you think is going to work for you, 100. You own your life, not me. You own. Yeah, your life. Jeff says, literally the most depressing movie ever. Nothing could happen. Yeah, but if you're, if you like Brad Pitt, there's some eye candy for you. So if you're someone who thinks Brad Pitt's hot, he does provide eye candy during, during the, uh, during the uh, movie. So that's something, I guess. Yes. Um, early 90s. Thank you, Jonathan. Montana. There we, I knew it was a Northern state. Yes. Montana. Great. See, Jeff thinks it's depressing. He thinks it's great. I don't know. There, there were some interesting pieces to it. So that was kind of interesting. Yes. Josh says, people do need purpose. So it's like, that's why the Boogaloo has grown. You are exactly correct, Josh. Josh, you're exactly right. That's on the money. Purpose is so important. For you guys to know, my book is uh, going to be coming out for pre-order this month. Probably end of the month and pre-order will be out. And I talk a lot about purpose. Happiness is about three different things. Finding purpose, feeling respected, and feeling loved. If you have that, you can become happy. And I talk about how to find that and things to do. It is important in our life. Absolutely. Yes. So Jonathan says, you do have Americans who have fought in Syria slash Iraq as snipers, medics on their own. And why not, Jonathan? If you believe in it and you care about it, I'm all in. Do, do your thing. You own your life. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's true. Yes. Um, Jonathan says the enemy of my enemy of my enemy of my enemy of enemy of enemy is my friend, right? That's where we are right now. That's actually very good. Yes. 
So we have a couple more of this if I can. Um, he says, um, this guy, as someone from Central Europe, I'm for U.S. intervention. Yeah, I'm sure you would love for us to spend all of our money defending you and to have our people die for you. I, that's If I was you, I would think the same way. I love that idea. But I'm the, the problem is I've got to give my children to die for you. I'd rather you give your own children to die for you. Just me. So, yes. Jake says, I like Sharp in spite of my disagreements with him. Combos with him are always productive. Thank you. That's the right answer. Yes. That's important. Yes. This is the only pseudo-libertarian I can stand to listen to. Thank you again. And by the way, I said nice things. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, it's important. Yes. This guy is deeply offended by the idea of not selling guns to hunters and Nazis. Not that I'm offended by it, um, but other people are going to. That's all. Yeah. And this guy goes, he's also vehemently against going to war with Nazi Germany. Not true at all. Blatant lie. He just made that up. But they don't mind. People just make stuff up. It's absolutely not true. Yes. And then someone defended me. Daniel says, did you actually listen? He clearly said it was a good intervention so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And I showed you the clip because that came out. I showed you the clip. When he was specific in the question. Yeah. Absolutely. And here. He said, Daniel says, honestly, just go back and listen. He, as a black guy in 1940, said he wouldn't have given an F about it. I probably wouldn't. I'm just telling you what probably would have happened if that's where I was in 1940, being the only black congressman. So these don't, some of you may not know how it worked in, in those times when it came to uh, black representation in Congress. There were no black senators. After Reconstruction ended, you saw the, the black representation begin to dwindle. There was decent black representation in the 18, like 70s and 1880s. 1890s, it went down. By 1900, was, there was, I think, none, if I'm not mistaken, in that area, like maybe one or none. And for about 30 years, 20 years, 30 years, there was no one black in all of legislature, no one black in Congress, no one black in the Senate for like 20 or 30 years. Then there was one out of Chicago. And during World War II, there was one out of Chicago. And then I think later on, what have I been two? Maybe then there was a, then the sixties is a bit more, but that that's what was happening. I mean, we had no representation. We couldn't vote. Like literally we had no representation in the in 1940s. One guy and before, and before 41, 1930s, no representation at all in the government. And I'm going to stop declaring war on people. I'm just saying how it was. So yes. All right. Um, yeah. Um, Andrew says, I think he's probably a pretty cool dude, but man, it annoys me how he thinks everything Dylan says is a point for him. Thank you. Yes, exactly. And I was like, yeah, we agree. And this other guy, Leo backs up, he goes, that's what happens when people agree on diagnostics, but disagree on solutions. I'm sorry that it annoys you, but it's a healthy debate when none of them are being bad faith and arguing semantics and trying to the other one adopt the definitions. That's true. Dylan and I was trying to have a real discussion back and forth. So often I was like, yeah, you're right. Yes, that makes sense. A hundred percent. We agree. Yes. I think we both wanted what was right. We just disagreed how to get there, which is, I wish the world was that way. Wouldn't that be nice if the world was that way? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So, all right. Where am I? Uh, I explained that before. And okay. 
Uh, um, he's going through a lot of stuff here. A lot of these were were were, were decent, right? They they were they were good back and forth. It was very good. And people were correcting me on Canada. It was the 49th parallel. I thought it was the 51st parallel. I made a mistake there. So I appreciate people were checking that out for me so I could do it right. I'd forgotten what parallels they were in Canada and in um and in, in Korea. And then Lou Cypher says, as a black gen extra from New York who's also to the Marines, this man is my political spirit animal. I'm with you, Lou. I love that. Yes, 100 percent So this was kind of how we all discussed this, right? I hope it was interesting for you to see. If those of you want to watch the debate, feel free. Discussion, feel free. The, the, the link to the original is there. It's long. It's about two hours long. We covered a lot of different stuff. But I think it's interesting. And we have to start talking more to the left as libertarians. We're not great at that. We've got to get better at that. Tyler says, keyword, private interest groups. Yeah, I'm okay with that. 100%. I'm totally okay with that. I think you and I are the same. Yeah. If you and I decide that we think we need to, you know, change Syria, we want to put our money together because we're whatever millionaires or whatever, and we're gonna, you know, put a couple companies of, of, of former, you know, um, military guys together and send them over there. Why not? Our money, they're alive. They want to do it. Let's do it. Hundred percent. Yes, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think Arthur Mitchell was the only black member of Congress in World War II. There was one guy, it might've been him. There was one, one guy out of Chicago. I've actually forgotten his name, but that sounds right. That does sound right, but I've actually forgotten his name. So Josh says, my pastor used to talk about interfaith meetings he'd have in my area. They could agree on all climbing the same mountain. Many just climb up different sides to get there. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's really good. They all climb the same mountain, just different. Ah, it's so good. I like that. Yes. That's good. So, all righty. Um, Tyler says, Sam is a clout chaser. <laughs> Nothing more, nothing less. I don't know. I'll talk to him either way, right? That's fine. John says, our future enemy is whoever we're subsidizing today. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Absolutely. Um, aren't most of our cyber nerds mostly left and more left? Would they be open to defending this country they deem so awful? You know, I got to say, guys like Dylan don't hate America. Some people do, but Dylan doesn't hate America. Um, I don't think Destiny hates America. I don't think Vosh hates America. I don't think any of them do. I mean, look, I don't know them that well. I, I could be wrong. But from what I've seen in the conversations I've had with them, I don't feel they hate America at all. I think they want America to be different than what it is right now. They want to change it in the way that they feel is best. I think that's true. But I don't think they hate America at all. There are those who do. I don't think in this case, those people are that. I think the people that I was talking to actually do care about America, feel American, and want to make things better. They just disagree on, on how to get there. I think that's how they see it. So, yeah, I hope that's true. Um, Brian says, U.S. citizens joined British forces prior to entry to World War II also. Yes, and also, on the other side, they joined the Germans too. And they're, they're, it's the most popular um, of these is Many Americans were used in the Battle of the Bulge when the uh, the Germans made their final push, their last push in the West, 1944. Was it November or December? I think December of 1944, the final push into the Ardennes uh, towards Bastogne, which was the famous um, city that's, that held, Bastogne held um, throughout the, the, through a siege. The Germans came through in that attack. They were using Americans to pose as Ger German. They were German soldiers who were Americans who'd come to Germany. They put them in American uh, uniforms 
and had them blatantly lie and cheat and point in wrong directions and all kind of stuff. They made them MPs. It was a, a real um, a subversive um, a thing they did. So they actually joined Germany too. They did, but yeah, many joined many joined the, the British forces. It's very true. That that was common in World War One and World War Two. Both of those, hundred percent. So uh, Adam says, "Hell no, cyber guys using more conservative." If you mean hackers, not internet people, huh? So you think that's that hackers are more conservative versus something? Mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I could see either way. I says it was a solid debate. You should go on some of the panel shows you do on the left. Dylan runs one. Prime Case is another guy who does them. I think they need different perspective of the world. I suppose if you do me a favor. Tweet at them. Let them know I'm interested. I'll have my people reach out too. But I would like also, if you could, to just tweet at them so they know that, that I'm interested. Other people seeing it, it, it will matter. Thank you. So, guys, what I want to do is make sure, if you like what I'm doing, like, comment, and share. If you think this is important and valuable, please do that. It helps tremendously. And please take the world's smallest political quiz. It does matter. My sponsors love it. They want people to take it. They believe more people are more libertarian than they think. This proves them right if it happens. So please do that. It helps tremendously. And then share it. That's really important. And of course, if you've got some cash, 10 bucks a month goes a long way in making all the things that I do a whole lot better. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. Why do I need that? Because as I just told you, I'm literally doing another, I'm doing more and more content. Literally, I'm doing Spotify Green Room this Thursday. My team helps me out with that. They're the ones who put all these things up. They're the ones who, if you want to go to Anchor and you want to check this out as a podcast, they put it up. They're doing all the hard work behind this. They're the ones doing it. This helps them out. Do me a favor, sponsor. Or if you can't sponsor, you don't have the cash, take the quiz and share it. It makes my sponsors happy. So if you, you don't have the cash, take the quiz and share it. If you've got the cash, please do it. 10 bucks goes a long way. If you're making the big dollars, throw me 25 bucks. If you got it, all good. This Thursday, 7 p.m., Spotify Green Room. Download the app on your phone. It's only on the phone. Call in. You can talk to me directly. Ask me questions. We'll go back and forth. Back and forth, me and you together. We can talk if you want to. Please do that for this Thursday, 7 p.m. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for this evening. I appreciate all the time you guys gave me. I will see you all tomorrow.